You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everybody, Tim McMaster here, along with our MLB.com Yankees reporter, Brian Hoke. And, Brian, we made you get on the podcast earlier this week because of some breaking news as far as the Yankees go. We'll get into other stuff as well, but Neil Walker is now a New York Yankee, the former Met and, of course, longtime Pittsburgh Pirate is back in New York, 32 years old now for Neil Walker. He'll obviously slide into that second base spot, but he's also a guy that can play at other spots around the diamond. Um, What was the deciding factor here on the Yankees making this move? Was it the fact that the money came down so much for Walker at $5 million now that they could kind of squeeze him in and still have that comfort level with the luxury tax and it takes the pressure off the young guys? Well, I think you just answered it right there, and, and they're still hammering out the particulars there. So the uh, the I's are still being dotted and the T's are being crossed, but it does look like Neil Walker is going to be a member of the Yankees this year. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's been a rough 12 months for him. Uh, uh, coming down from the $17 million that he made last year with the Mets, he's going to make five this year for the Yankees. And uh, I think the price just came down so much that it made too much sense not to do it. And what it, what it did, does is it gives the Yankees an option to stick in not only at second base, but he can play some first base, maybe some third base as well. Uh, gives the Yankees a little more time to let Glaber Torres develop. Maybe you don't have to have Tyler Wade as your opening day second baseman, although he's been having a really great camp. Uh, it just brings more versatility and more options into Yankee camp. And I think what you have there is a, a veteran presence, a guy who's been around the league a little bit and, uh, with a with a team that was trending so much in a younger direction, it, it never does hurt to have some of that experience sprinkled in. So now you look at an infield that has uh, Greg Bird, Didi Gregorius, Tyler Wade, Brandon Drury. Then you have the youngsters, Andujar and Torres, Torres, Walker. Obviously, there's not enough spots for all these guys. You assume this means the young guys start the season in the minors, but it won't just be them, right? There's still not enough room on this roster. Right, and I've been thinking that the uh, Labor Torres is probably going to begin the year down in the minors anyway. I, I think that uh, he would have gotten some big league time last year had he not been injured. But I think that coming back from nine months off and Tommy John surgery, uh, a lot of people around the team are thinking that maybe he's just trying to do a little too much here in this camp. So uh, the batting average hasn't necessarily translated, but the skills are still there, and you can tell that uh, it, it's not going to be too long. So I won't be shocked if Andujar and wind up playing a big part for the Yankees this year. But uh, just in terms of Neil Walker, he's a guy that the Yankees have had their eyes on for quite a while now. Brian Cashman made a few pitches to get him at the trade deadline last year. Uh, The deal fell through. The Yankees were scared off a little bit by his medical records. And uh, so he wound up going to Milwaukee instead. But it's obviously a guy that the Yankees like. Um, they they think he can be a, a solid presence in their uh, clubhouse, and I, I think that on the field it just solidifies what should be a, a really strong lineup top to bottom. Yeah, it certainly does that. Now, you mentioned first base and his ability to do that, and looking at the depth chart, who would have been the backup first baseman if not for the addition of Neil Walker? Because you have all those other guys, but none of them really seem to fit that first base mold. 
Yeah, uh, Adam Lind came into camp on a yeah. non-roster invitation, and he's still in camp. So I guess I guess he would be an option. But do you really want another left-handed hitting ba- uh, first baseman to back up Greg Bird? And so Tyler Austin would be the, the most likely guy I would have thought uh, he could play some first base, some corner outfield as well. And Billy McKinney's been getting a lot of reps here in this camp. He's he's played well. I mean, this has been his second strong spring in a row for the Yankees. So they do have some some options there, but first base was an area where the Yankees were admittedly thin. Uh, Brian Cashman said that a few weeks ago, which is why they went and got Adam Lind out of that free agent camp that was operating down in Bradenton. And uh, it turns out they're going to get Neil Walker out of there, too. Uh, He was down there working out with the MOBPA guys. And so slowly but surely, these guys are starting to land and get their big league contracts, although uh, in a lot of cases they're not exactly where they would have thought they would be when the winter began. Yeah, it's amazing the discounts that teams are getting on these guys for sure. That's a whole other story. All right, Stanton hits his first home run on Saturday, a uh, a Stantonian shot, I will say, according to John Sterling. Uh, and then Aaron Judge, not to be outdone, hits his first of the spring on Sunday. Stanton's was impressive, Brian, kind of goes the other way and shows just the the type of power that he has to be able to do what he did. And the sound coming off the bat was audible. I got to give credit to whoever was handling the audio at the ballpark on Saturday, but it was loud. Yeah. Aaron Judge said the same thing. Judge was on first base and he said he needed earplugs for that. But I think what was impressive about it was the approach. And I've been watching Stanton hit all spring and he's been serving the ball to right field a whole lot. And not focusing on just trying to hit tape measure shots out the left. You know he can do that. And, uh, one interesting stat that I've come across is that Stanton only had nine opposite field home runs all of last year, and I think that adjusting to Yankee Stadium, he, he's very wise to start incorporating that part of his game because uh, he could just serve some of these balls out the right field and they might go out in the Bronx. So uh, the one that he hit the other day was actually a one-two changeup from Matt Harvey, which I think is a, just such a really impressive piece of hitting. The fact that he went down, he got a changeup, and he powered it out to, to dead center field just to the right of the batter's eye. Uh, I think you're going to be seeing a whole lot of that this year. We were down in the clubhouse talking to Dellen Batances when he hit the ball, and Dellen looked up the TV and said something along the lines of, wow, oh, my gosh, and then he said, uh, well, you're going to see that a lot this year, and I think he's right. Could you hear the ball hit the bat from the clubhouse? You see, we heard the same thing you heard on the TV, and it was <laughs> loud. But I, I think Judge standing 90 feet away, he had the uh, one of the best spots on the field for it. And if he says it was loud, uh, I'll take his word for it, too. All right, as far as injuries go, we talked about Tyler Wade. He's a little banged up. Clint Frazier still with the concussion symptoms. Uh, Jacoby Ellsbury, the right oblique. Uh, what's the status of these guys as we get closer and closer to opening day? Yeah, it's looking a little doubtful for uh, Frazier and Ellsbury. I think Tyler Wade should be fine. He's back in the lineup tonight, so that was just a scary rolled over it, but no x-rays, just iced it. So good news there. Uh, as far as Frazier, he's still experiencing concussion symptoms, and I, I really do think he can't be too careful with that. Uh, it's scary. Uh, he's been talking about the fact that he can't remember his cat's names, and he's kind of blacking out a little bit when he was driving, so now he's being driven to the ballpark. So that. To me, that doesn't sound like a guy who's, who's close to facing Major League pitching, so I would expect him to begin the year on the DL. Ellsbury's going to be a close call. Aaron Boone said today they're starting to give him that range where he might not be ready for opening day. They're not ready to rule it out yet, but uh, Boone believes that Ellsbury will be playing in Grapefruit League games somewhere in the next 
probably in this week to come here. Uh, whether or not he's ready when the bell rings in Toronto, uh, Boone indicated it might be four or five days after that, but it doesn't sound like it would be too much longer. Uh, obliques are always a tricky thing to predict, and you could have setbacks, so we'll see what happens there. But um, certainly progress report as far as Tyler Wade. Um, he, I know he was worried when he came off the field, and uh, yeah, obviously he's pieced together such a good spring. You don't want to see it end like that, and uh, they feel fortunate that it, it's not going to happen that way. One more note on the broadcasting side. Ken Singleton has been a part of the Yes Network's broadcasting team for the Yankees for a long time, and he's announced 2018 will be his last season. 70 years old now. Um, how much are we going to miss Ken when he's gone here from the broadcast booth, Brian? Well, I think that anybody who has watched a game on the Yes Network or been fortunate enough to meet Ken Singleton in person can tell you uh, that is one of the true gentlemen in the sport. And uh, it caught me by surprise. You know, you, you just said that. He's 70 years old, but I, I tell you what, I mean, seeing him on a day-to-day basis is hard to believe he's a day older than 50. I, he looks like he could still step in the batter's box and hit a ball along the way. But I know uh, he, he definitely wants to spend a little more time at home, and I think uh, you know it, it's going to be a fun ride for him. I think he's going to have a good team to cover this year. Uh, people are going to enjoy having him around and having him in their living rooms. He, uh, nobody uh, would have expected anything more classy than what he put on Twitter, his kind of farewell announcement, but I think that uh, he's got a whole lot of year left in him. I know Michael Kay isn't quite ready to accept that yet. He's going to keep working on Kenny and see if he can keep Kenny around for 2019 and beyond, but uh, he certainly earned it. I mean, he's had he had a heck of a career on the field and uh, just as good a career in the broadcast booth, so uh, we are definitely going to miss having Ken Singleton around next year if that's what uh, turns out to happen. All right, absolutely. So the Yankees under the lights tonight as we record this on Monday. Twins and Yankees, Masahiro Tanaka making a start. He uh, struggled a little bit last time out. He'll try to bounce back, and Brian Hoke will be there to cover it. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Yankees edition. For Brian, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time.